0: Welcome to a LearnToLearn.org podcast. We are here to support your learning, taking off the limits that we have accrued to our learning and adding in those ingredients that we've learned from world-class learners that have made them the best so that we can each update our own programming and become the best learners that we can be. We're really glad that you're here to share some time with us. We hope that this brings you exactly what you need today to better engage in your life and your learning. Welcome once again to Learn to Learn. We say again and again, learning is everything. It is the root of everything. Life is one of the fundamental differences between animate and inanimate. Those of us that are animate, all life learns. I look out my window today and I watch the birds learning, figuring out today where's the food, where's the best place to nest, what's the weather, how do they best survive, how do they place their nests How do they raise their families? We're always, all of us, learning. Some of us much more than others. There are those who are dynamically alive. And there are those who have just sort of fallen in a rut or one of what some people would call the living dead. None of us really want to do that. So often we just don't know how to change, how to go to the next phase or stage how to learn further. One of the biggest issues with that is what keeps us from learning. We're also going to very actively explore how to make learning easier, better, more successful. Today, once again, we're going to explore how to overcome certain limitations so that learning becomes more available. It's a bit like if you have a car that's not running well, maybe the first thing you want to do is figure out why it's not running well and fix that. Sure, you can hobble along with a fuel injector that's not working well or even a flat tire. We do so much better when we pay attention, notice where our limits are, and upgrade those. So one of the obstacles for so many of us is the feeling of being overwhelmed. That sense that there's just too much to do or what we have to do is beyond our capacity. A sense of I can't. A sense that I would rather look in a different direction than face what's in front of me. So we want to start with thinking about the very mechanism of overwhelm. This is a very interesting topic because a lot of the internal structure of this, the way we represent overwhelm, what happens in our brain, in our pictures, sometimes conscious, more often subconscious or unconscious, is everything is over us. If we have a paper that we have to write, we think of it as bigger than us, above us, insurmountable in some way beyond our capacity. So there are a number of ways that we can approach that, taking that clue. If we go, okay, it's over us, bigger than us, beyond us. What does that suggest that we can do? Well, right away, what happens for most people is that they have a sense or a picture that, as we've said, these things that seem overwhelming are bigger or beyond us. What happens when you think about something that seems a little overwhelming to you if you simply make it smaller? Again, if it's a paper that you have to write or a project you have to complete or even a meal that you need to make. Uh, You have friends coming over, but it just seems to be more than you can take on. What happens if you see the whole thing as being smaller? What does that change in terms of the feeling that you have? What does it change in terms of your motivation, your approach to this? Now let's try another experiment. What happens if we take whatever that is that you may be thinking of and we put it down below us. I often think of this as putting it at sort of desktop level. What does that do? How does that change your perspective? How does that change your response to getting on with this? Okay, notice. Maybe try it with a second thing just to see if it's consistent. For a lot of people, when we do either of these, when we make it smaller or we bring it down to a lower level, and sometimes those things happen simultaneously, people often have a sense of, oh, that's easy. That's not a problem. I can do that. Is that your experience? Now, the next thing we want to do is a variation on this, one that I tend to like a lot. If these things seem over us or beyond or bigger than us, What happens if we simply imagine, sense ourselves being bigger, ourselves, bigger than whatever the task is, whatever the goal is, whatever our vision is? A lot of times people will have a sense of overwhelm when they think about what they really want to do in their life. And they take on the outlook of, well, yeah, that would be nice. Maybe somebody else can do it, but I can't. So often that comes from if you will, a diminished sense of self. We feel small. We feel less than. We feel less than the person that we think could readily do it. What if you imagine yourself being as big as somebody that you think, oh, they could do it. That would be no problem for them. What happens? What happens to your sense of capacity? What happens to your sense of confidence? One of the fundamental internal structures, as I like to call them, of confidence has to do with a sense of size, of presence, of how big we sense ourselves to be. People that have a lot of confidence very often have a big sense of themselves. Now, sometimes that sense of themselves is uh, false. It's imagined. It's imagined in the sense of they don't really have the capacity. But often, just having that sense of confidence is enough to propel them forward so that they get the experience that then leads to developing the capacity. So when you try that, when you try that in several areas, oh, what if I'm big when I think about the future I want? What if I'm as big as somebody that I know has already done that, or again, could easily do that? What does that change for you? What would it be like to hold that sense of bigness day in and day out? That's worth exploring. Now let's take this in a somewhat different direction, applying this in a way to help generalize this shift in perspective. What happens if you imagine coming back through all of your life up till now being big? Now, some people say, yeah, but I was a baby. I was a young child. Of course, of course, what happened happened, but the impact of what happened does not have to stay the same. A very easy way to begin changing this is to just come back through all the things that happened as though we are a big being. Some people would say our essence is as small as an acorn or as big as the universe, I don't know how true that is, but I certainly know when we experiment with that, when we play with that, when we come back through our lives with this sense of bigness, no matter what was happening, it starts to change our sense of the impact that those things had and the beliefs that we derived about who we are if we came through those things in a small way. If we come back through them in a in a big way, the effect that they have on us changes. We're revisioning. Every time we come back through that, it in a sense lays down a new neural pathway, a new choice, a new option. Maybe it wasn't there originally, but we can have it there now. Let's use a specific school example. What if, when we were little, we had a challenge reading, or we had a challenge with addition. And we began to decide, well, I'm just not good at this school thing. I imagine today, most of us can read or can do basic math. So what if we come back through that time with that sense of, I can do this now. Maybe I didn't know how to do it then, but when I revisit it, when I revision it, when I relive it, With this capacity to be big, this capacity to learn, this capacity to read or do addition, it changes our sense of the impact on ourselves and our concept of ourselves begins to change in a way that frees us going forward. And as we were applying just a couple minutes ago, doing this repeatedly, each time we do it, the effect of it tends to go deeper and becomes more believable. In a sense, it's not what happened to us that most matters, but it's what we made of what happened to us, what we imagined that it meant about us. You know, if I had trouble doing arithmetic and I went, oh, well, you know, I'll catch on eventually. That's the same experience if I was having that same trouble and I went, well, see, I'm stupid. Same event. We imagined the meaning of it in a very different way. That's what we're changing. Now, a lot of us will go, well, yeah, I know that. Great. Now apply it. Go back to a time when learning was a challenge for you in whatever area. Could have been school, could have been in a different area. And come back through it with that sense of, one, this doesn't define me. Two, I'm bigger than this. And three, maybe now I have the capacity and I can bring that capacity back through my life as though I always had it. Try this on and see what happens. Great. Try it on another place and notice the change that this brings about. So I want you to take a minute and think about where else can you apply this? How else can you use this, even though seemingly simple technique, It is powerful. Notice, you know, that sense of getting bigger, how that produces confidence in so many areas, certainly with learning. If you're going into a class and the class seems overwhelming, you probably have a sense of being small relative to what you're going to be learning. What happens if you make the importance of the class smaller or the amount of material more manageable, or yourself bigger. Lots of places to apply this. The next thing we want to talk about is chunking. So a lot of times people think about a task and they think about it all at once as though they have to take on the whole thing right from the start. If we were thinking about building a house and the way we thought about it was not only do we have to purchase the land, design the house, but we also have to build the house in its entirety, move in, all of that, all at the same time, that would be overwhelming for virtually anybody. But if we break it down into, as people would say, bite-sized chunks, that again lets us be bigger and those tasks smaller. We've all heard that phrase, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. No. I'm not much into eating elephants, but the image works. When we think about any task, you know, if you have a paper to write and you first just think about, well, what's it going to be on? I don't have to figure out anything else. I don't have to do anything else. And once you've figured out what is going to be on, if you think about what are the main topics within that subject? This is why so often when we're in school, we're taught, well, create an outline. Because that breaks it down into smaller chunks, and lets us have a feeling of being bigger and hence in control. So when you think about chunking, when you think about making things into bite-sized chunks, where do you imagine applying this? Particularly if you think about some topic that you have had challenges learning, and you think back over it and go, "Did did I?" break that down into small chunks or did I try and take on too big of bites all at once? If, if by chance, you thought of it in terms of too big of pieces, what happens now if you go back with that sense of you being bigger and breaking it down into those bite-sized chunks, only having to do one at a time? Sometimes when people are trying to think about what they want to do in their life, they get overwhelmed because there's more than one thing that they want to do and they can't figure out how to do them all at once. Pretty much nobody does it all at once. You know, people that have had a number of careers did them one at a time. People that have taken on a lot of different challenges in their life typically took them on sequentially. Even if they overlapped, even if they were developing a career, and developing a hobby, and building relationships, each one of those occupied a different point in time. If we try and think of how to do all that at once, I'm moving to a new place, I have to have a new career, new hobbies, new friends, oh my god, it's too much. What happens if we are reasonable and we break it down with that sense of Well, this is how everybody goes about it. And I'm big enough. I can do this. So that's easy. It's a simple concept. Most of you probably have it, but sometimes we forget about it. Applying it now, applying it ongoingly, very helpful. Once again, we can think back through those areas in our life that were more challenging. And notice what happens if in re-envisioning our lives if we take each segment of what we were dealing with at that time and take on each piece as a separate piece. And that we don't have to think about the next thing, we don't have to do the next thing until this one particular thing is done. So that's pretty easy. Now we want to go to one more area here. We've touched on in other podcasts, beliefs. Beliefs are so fundamental to so many areas of our life. Again, as we've said before, beliefs are basically a program that runs in our brain that affects our very perception of who we are, of how our life is, of what can and can't be done. It's like a regulator. You know, if if our belief says, I can, I can do anything that opens up that capacity. It turns up the regulation. If I have a belief that says, I can't, it goes the other direction, dims it way down. In time, we're going to explore a lot of different ways of changing beliefs. Some of them will give us the power to change very core beliefs quite quickly. Today... We're going to primarily focus on this. I can, I can't. I want you to think of areas in your life where you might be saying, well, I can't do that, or I'm not good at that, or, you know, somebody else can do it better, but not me. When we think about that, I can't, or I'm not enough, or I'm not good enough, I want you simply to go back to that area, wherever that is taking place in your life, wherever it's limiting. And as we've done in other podcasts, I want you to go, what would it be like if I was somebody that knew that I could, that I'm capable, that I'm enough step into their life, their perspective, their way of meeting things, and bring that to your own life. When you try on that viewpoint, not as some abstract thing, but really you're in it. You're you're looking at, you're feeling, you're sensing the very thing that seemed to be too much, seemed to be overwhelming. And we view it from this sense of, I can, particularly I can if I think about it from the view of, I don't have to be able to do it perfectly yet. I can break it down into steps, into chunks. I can do a step at a time. I can, if I'm thinking about, you know, moving to some foreign country and I don't know the language, I'm thinking about moving to China and I don't know Mandarin and it all seems like scratches on paper to me and I can't even hear what they're saying. What if I bring it down to just the first step. Let me learn a word. Let me learn another word. Let me learn the character for one of those words with that sense of confidence, that sense of being bigger than the language you're learning with this capacity to build up piece by piece by piece. The same way that a baby does when they learn their own native language. They hear it, they hear it again, they hear it again, they hear it again. And somewhere in their brain, they start to fit the pieces together, a piece at a time. What happens when you do this with whatever area, whether it's a language, whether it's uh, facets of a new career, whether it is a subject that stymied you in the past and you break it down into those bite-sized chunks, Well, trying on this perspective of, I can. One more step in this that we're going to add, and that is, as we've mentioned before, when we say we can't, that is really the result of other underlying beliefs. I can't because. A common one is, in the realm of school and learning, I can't because... I'm stupid and I'm stupid because in fifth grade, Mrs. So-and-so, Mr. So-and-so gave me a bad grade on this test or on this paper and other people seem to get it. And that means something about me. And what happens if we apply this same process and we go back to that time in fifth grade or whenever it is for you with that sense of, I don't have to get it all at once. I don't even have to get it at all. That doesn't determine whether I'm smart or not. But for our purposes, what if we just say, I'm just going to take one small part of that and work on that until I have that small part. And then I'm going to add the next one with this sense of being bigger than whatever the subject was, whatever the challenge was. Just being bigger as we come to that event where we decided that we weren't enough or we were stupid or whatever, just being bigger, how does that already change the interpretation? What does that do relative to the difference between the experience we had and the meaning that we gave it? How does this let us, let you shift that meaning, that sense of, oh, that doesn't really tell me about me. I mean, it tells me that Okay, that day, that subject, I was a bit challenged, but it doesn't tell me anything about who I am, what my capacity is in the course of my life or where my life is going to go. And I'm certainly not going to use it to interfere with the the life I want to live, with the the hope and the vision that I have for the future play with that. Again, repetition makes a big difference. The first time, maybe it only shifts a little bit. The second time you come back to the same situation or the same underlying belief and you add on, layer over that, this, uh, well, I can. I can if I approach it this way. I can when I remember that I'm bigger than all the other things we've uh, laid out here today. I'm excited to see where you get with this as you apply it over the next several days in lots of different areas of your life. Once again, learning is everything. And we're so grateful that you took the time to join us here today. Thank you for listening. Our purpose is supporting your capacity to learn and to attain all that you can imagine. We hope you use the perspectives and exercises that we have shared. Feel free to send us questions, ideas, experiences that might benefit our listeners via learntolearn.org. L-e-a-r-n dash t-o dash dot org. Finally. Please help others by sharing our link with your friends, family, and other loved ones. Since how you learn is how you live.